is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Happy Sunday. We're recording on a very, very hot Sunday. Um, I'm Sarita Chavis. You can follow me at Vine Me Up on all social media. You can follow the Swirl Suite on all social media, and you can follow our episodes wherever you find your podcasts. Leslie is in the building. Yeah, I'm Leslie so excited to be here. Yay! Yay! <laughs> My life is finally coming back together. Yeah. <laughs> and I am Leslie Freelo with um, Vino 301, Maryland's wine tour expert, and I am excited to be here. And you can follow us um, on Instagram, at Vino301. Tanisha, there you go. what's up? Hey, what's up? I'm Tanisha, Girl Meets Glass, and Girl Meets Glass on all social media. I um, am the, I guess, French wine expert and professional drinker. Yeah. Wine, gin, and scotch. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Now, in your intro, you talked about it being a warm Sunday. Yeah, so, mm, what's the temperature? 90 93 wow yeah it's mm-hmm. oppressive yeah it came fast and we were complaining about how cold it was and then it's like you oh are, okay like- god you, you complaining all right let's switch it up let's switch it up and, and, you the heat. and a little humidity let me just give you a little humidity to make sure your hair is <laughs> way natural <laughs> Just to get you right. Yeah. So we have a special guest today that we are very excited about. Chastity Cooper is with us today. How are you? I'm well. How are you all? Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. We are good. We are good. So for those who don't know who you are and what you do, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I'm Chastity. Um, I am a Brooklyn-based communications strategist, uh, freelance journalist, wine enthusiast. Um, I've lived in New York for about two years. August will make two years. And um, outside of working in nine to five, I actually work for a nonprofit um, that owns a co-working space in Dumbo, Brooklyn. Uh, so that's my nine to five bread and butter. But outside of that, I do a lot of freelance journalism. I've written for a team. Vogue, Bustle, Essence, um, The Plug Daily, which is a an outlet that focuses strictly on Blacks and tech, um, Vine Pair, October, um, that gets into my love for wine and beer. And um, yeah, I love wine. Um, a few of you may be familiar with my newsletter or um, follow me on social media, um, hashtag Wine with Chaz. That's my weekly newsletter where I talk about all things wine. Um, because I am a journalist by trade, it is just 
a habit for me to include, you know, weekly news stories happening um, in wine, sprinkle a little bit of, um, you know, non-wine related news in there, as well as, um, you know, writing about wine. I know we're going to get into that, but um, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, pretty much. A nutshell? That girl, that's a lot. Right. I'm like, that's <laughs> a lot. I was like, well, clearly I got to get my life together. <laughs> I clearly am not living right. Like, I shouldn't even be in bed. I should be up working. I don't have time for this call. No. <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Wait, so we can meet back up. What does a communication strategist and creative consultant do? Yeah, so primarily on a day-to-day basis, um, I'm creating content uh, for social, uh, for the co-working space. So Freelancers Union is the nonprofit I work for. Um, and we have a co-working space in Dumbo. And so I'm running the social media, creating marketing materials for the co-working space, making sure that um, the many, many freelancers city are aware of our free resource. And so, um, yeah, day to day, I'm, you know, writing content. Uh, they could be blog posts, they could be tweets, uh, Instagram posts, or um, paid ad promotions, um, and making sure that people are, um, you know, like I said, aware of this free opportunity to come and co-work. Um, a lot of people in New York City usually camp out in coffee houses, which also just kind of allows you to spend more money because if you're there from nine to five, yeah. you're mm-hmm. fine breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, so I do that. Um, and then on the, as, as far as creative consulting is concerned, a lot of my friends who do have uh, businesses, um, they have come to me uh, for uh, content creation um, and getting strategy on how they can reach their audiences in the best way or um, what's the um, the smartest way to move from one platform to the next. And so um, I'm a media junkie and I'm always just kind of looking for trends and, and cool ways for people to communicate with one another. And so that's kind of where that creative consulting um, has come into play and just dreaming up super big ideas for people to, to execute. Wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> so wait so um so you wrote a piece i had to put this in the questions but you wrote a piece and the title was no you can't pick my brain and ode to creative preservation so mm-hmm. i first of all i read the piece and i thought it was outstanding your tips were wonderful but i have a question with our industry being so casual what i, I mean wine and like tourism tourism and stuff how do we determine who's trying to juice us for something and who's not? That's a great question. And because mm-hmm. I'm just getting, you know, my feet into wine, um, mm-hmm. I'm coming from it from a um, content creator perspective. Got so it. say, you know, someone sees it on a weekly basis, I'm, you know, doing something cool with wine corks or I'm, um, you know, talking about wine in a specific way. And that person, you know, Joe Schmo DMs me is like, Hey, like, I'd love to pick your brain about, you know, this particular piece of content. And I'm like, Hey, Joe Schmo, like, sure. <laughs> let's talk about wine. Um, and then two weeks later, Joe Schmo is like, um, you know, kind of biting my seeds a little bit. I'm like, mm. Oh, Joe, I was like, you know, super, I thought we were in this together, bro. Like, I was just super casual about sharing with you some tips, and now you're kind of like, 
um, you know, you're killing my vibe here. So I think as a as as we all are content creators, we all are using social media platforms to promote the incredible work that we're doing. Um, just being mindful of people as well as brands. I've, I know that some brands and companies, um, not necessarily in the wine industry, but those who are um, super curious about how we as Black people. Um, in particular, um, create our super creative, and we're always, you know, on top of the trend or ahead of the trend, um, wanting to, you know, emulate us in, in order to pr promote their product or service. And so, I think as we're all being, um, you know, super creative in the digital age, just being a little bit more mindful. So um, that's interesting because I always juggle with, like how much, and, and I don't sell my content, but like how much do I put out there for mm -hmm. free versus like if we were doing a wine tasting class or what have you and information that you would share at a wine tasting class that people would actually pay for to get that information. So it's always like that fine balance. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you figure that out? That's a great question. So I think for me, it's, and, and I was talking to a friend about this yesterday. She was like, oh, it'd be so cool if you did this, you did that. I'm like, oh, I'd be mindful one of time because, you know, we only have 24 hours in a day. But also um, that you bring up a great point, like that fine line of, you know, wanting to offer your education um, and what you know for free, but also like, how can I... Um, and not saying everything has to be monetized, but how can I like, you know, maybe make a little profit off of this? If you're finding that people are asking you the same questions over and over again, maybe creating like a guide or some sort of like digital resource for people to go and be like, okay, I can pay like $5.95 for this to download it, listen to it before I go, you know, on a date with someone or out to drinks with a coworker or a friend and know what wine to order. So, um, yeah, it, it is a fine line. I think just using your best um, discretion and being like, okay, if people are asking me the same five to 10 questions over and over again, how can I create some resource where I can put it on my website and be like, yo, I mean, you can ask me questions, but I'm going to point you to that resource because that's just, you know, I I've been able to create that for you all to download. It's easily accessible and you can go and be on your way. So, Tanisha, you live in Paris, which is different from everybody else you know. I can imagine the questions and the recommendations that you get. Uh, yeah, because uh, people expect me to know everything about everything, so mm -hmm. I think that's a little bit different. Whereas, um, like if you are, they're probably just like, okay, like maybe where's a good place to go to drink wine in DC or like one of your favorite wine bars. But people will come here and they want to know, oh, well, where's a good place I can buy a silk scarf? Like, um, <laughs> not quite sure. <laughs> or where's the best or like okay I'm in the um I'm in the tent where where are the good croissants or you know just everything about everything where's a good jazz club or if I want to hear hip hop on a Tuesday night where should I go uh so that becomes a little more difficult for for me because like you ask me that stuff about I mean Chicago I don't know everything about Chicago but when it comes to wine the question I get the most is what's your favorite and it's hard to say uh, a favorite but I do get a lot about um, 
I guess my questions are more general and generic. So it's harder for me to pin down what is a specific thing that I could do or create to help people. Because mm. to just write something about my favorite wines or to write something about French wines in general, mm-hmm. I need to niche that down a little more. Um, so that's a little, you know, that's my thing. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, you know, okay. I just wanted to know your input. Um, my struggles. Thank you for caring. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, how do you how do you take like when somebody wants to know? Oh, I, what's a good Maryland wine winery to go to? What should I do? How should I go about it? I usually ask them, "What do they like to drink?" Because, like, let's use your favorite or um, Black Ankle. <laughs> Right, that's a great place that a lot of people like to go to. But if they don't have a traditional palate and they are a semi-dry drinker, they are going to be very disappointed. So I try to steer them to what their palate is and maybe explore something a little different from that. Um, but when you know when people ask me what my favorite is. I always tell them it's like choosing between my children because there's so many different styles out there and the environment is different and the atmosphere is different. It's just not fair to just say it's just one. Right. And days of the week and just moods and anything. Weather, what I'm eating, all those things. Right. Right. Hmm. So back to you, Chastity. Um, So when and where did you have your connection with wine? I love telling the story and I love this question. So it was the summer of 2010. Um, I was studying abroad in Spain and uh, it was just six weeks. But uh, one of the uh, activities that we had was to go to a winery and I just turned 21. So I'm like, oh yeah, this is going to be like, super, you know, I'm be super bougie on my, like, Spain trip, and I'm gonna come back knowing everything about wine, but um, we got to the vineyard, and it was just, it was breathtaking uh, to be on a Spanish vineyard, and just to not only see and learn, like, really um, about um, those different wines that they were making. And I'd have to go back and look at um, some old pictures to see the exact wine in the region that we were in. But to taste the wine and to have it paired with different cheeses, that moment there um, still so visible for me. And I'm just like, that that was the moment I fell in love with wine. So I came back, graduated, moved to D.C., uh, lived in D.C. for about six years. And uh, around the time that... Um, scandal came out. That was when this that Olivia Pope had these big flying glasses and Creighton Barrow sold out all of them. That was around <laughs> the same time. That was around the same time that the, the spark had really started to grow within me. And so I would go buy bottles of wine, pour glasses, um, and and take pictures of them on Instagram when Instagram at first started. And so my friends were like, "Yo, that's a heavy pour." And so. I'm just like, yo, I love wine. I'm just trying to, like, put y'all on game. Um, and now that, you know, years later, I, I'd been that friend who was just so, such a nerd about wine. And so now my friends are always like, yo, I'm going to uh, an engagement party. What should I bring? Or I'm at um, a happy hour with friends or with 
coworkers were going to a dinner. What is it that I should order? So my friends were trying to play me back in the day, but now I'm just like the wine resource. So um, it, it, it turned out to work for me, but I would say definitely that trip to Spain changed everything for me. And I think now that um, there are so many different um, resources, I'm able to um, just learn more about it. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a hell of an introduction to wine, a trip to Spain. Right? <laughs> and it she was just big I'm like, so, in the grocery store, drink a booze farm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just one of those things where I had never, I mean, just the exposure to it, I was just, I wasn't ready. And I stepped on the vineyard and I was just like, um, you know, of course we got to bring back bottles. But I was just like, I got back to the States and I was like, no, there was something different. Like that hit different, and now that I'm looking back almost a decade later, I'm like, oh, I'm all. That's gonna always stay with me because that was really what started the journey for me. Glennis, I wanted to get your take on this um, uh, before you joined us. We were talking about how how we decipher, how do we deal with friends who are asking us advice that's really intense that they probably should pay for, um, versus. Hmm you know, just sort of like casual conversation. How do you typically ha- handle that? It depends on the relationship with the friend. Mm. Is it a friend or is it an associate? Is mm. it truly someone that um, you have had interactions with and you have received from them? And they're not necessarily mm. monetary. Whatever the re- receipt from them ha- <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> have <coughs> have been you have to excuse me i'm on a train that's okay <laughs> it's what you have received from them so if i've known them for a while i i just give it freely but if they have introduced people to me and they want to know i give them the bare minimum and then i say if you want to know anything else <laughs> we, can, we can talk about it later excuse me mm-hmm. so <laughs> It just depends on how we define a friend and what the relationship is with them. Because people always ask you once they find out that you know about wine mm-hmm. and you have a more in deep knowledge to it. Excuse me. So it just depends on the relationship with them. Yeah. How I handle it. That's a really good point. So, Chastity. How have things been since your big move to New York? And what inspired you to move from D.C. to New York? Um, That's a great question. I always start out with that kind of like high-pitched. Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know the answer about to be lit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, New York has been an adjustment. Um, I think for me... Moving to D.C., I moved there after I graduated from college, and um, it, was a, it was a whole new world, not to sound super cliche, but um, it was my first summer out of college. I was like, everybody was like, yeah, like, let's be friends, let's do things. I had family. I have family down in, um, in Maryland, so it was almost kind of like a, a cool safety net for me to move down to D.C. and intern. Um, but moving to New York City, um, I moved up here for a job opportunity, which actually got rescinded about a week before I was supposed to move up here. 
Um, I did take the leap of faith and I moved up here, um, freelance for about six weeks and then um, got back into working for a nonprofit. So um, it's fast paced. It's um, definitely been a learning experience personally and professionally. Um, I think the, the thing that I've learned being here is that, um, you know, community matters. Community matters wherever you go, but especially in a city like this that can be uh, rather lonely at times, uh, fast-paced, rather, um, you know, expecting you to always be hustling and grinding and never sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely taught me uh, the importance of slowing down and listening to my body and uh, not feeling the need to go out and do every little thing that's available in New York City. So um, it's definitely been an adjustment. There have been enjoyable parts. Um, it's cool to be rather close to, um, you know, some some wine countries. So you have wine countries. I use that loosely, but, um, you know, you have Street. you have Long Island. Finger Lakes is about five hours away. So I've had to shift perspective a little bit. Um, and of course, there's a lot of Black-owned um, wine uh, stores and bars in Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn, which was kind of a non-negotiable. If I was moving here, I'm going to live in Brooklyn um, and be able to, to experience that. So um, it's, it's, been, it's been cool. It's definitely been an experience uh, last <laughs> 2021. That's cool. So you mentioned sleeping, and I have to ask you all this. How do you feel about Steve Harvey's comment that only poor people sleep? (laughs) The gag about that is, like, he lost all his jobs. Like, after saying, (laughs) after saying, yo, you can't sleep. Like, you know, the stock market opens at 9 if you live on the West Coast. You are, like, all these things. And then... You know, his show got canceled. And maybe there was, these are things that were all in the works. But, um, I mean, sleep, if you have, if you can get your six to seven, even eight hours a night, like, it's a, it's a blessing to be able to do that. We aren't meant to just work, work, work all the time. So, I hope that he was able to take a nap after um, all of that went viral. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, I think for, you know, it's, it's not he was he was wrong in saying something for sure it's crazy how that went viral too and also i've heard other people say things similar to that they Mm -hmm. haven't put a specific time on it but they're just like you know people who are out there making money or if you're working hard you don't have like you just shouldn't be sleep all the time um i think it's just when steve says things we take it up a notch or we already feel it kind of way but it all, it's always interesting to me the things that he says that go viral and why it was like this that people really felt um, a way about. Mm-hmm. I and I think he was coming from the context of when you're making that kind of money, you're grinding. You're yeah, always on the go. Absolutely. And things are taken out of context. And we can even take this to when Aisha Curry said what she oh, said. If you gosh. didn't read the whole transcript, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was totally taken out of context. And these sound bites that happen in the media, it's just totally outrageous. Didn't she 
stuck her foot in her mouth again about the light skin, dark skin thing. I said, girl, shut up. We okay. <laughs> we, some of us understood what you were saying yeah. at first, yeah. but now you about to stick your foot in your mouth again. Just be quiet. Spend that man's money and do what you got to do. Right. Just, hey, really. Because the rest of the rest of us are grinding. Right. I think, I think, well, let me not share my opinions about Steve Harvey. It's about to <laughs> <laughs> it's going viral. <laughs> I I think I think you can you can grind. Um but I think sleep is a valued asset. Mm-hmm. And that I am trying to grind as much as I can in the shortest amount of time that I can. Because mm-hmm. I realize that you need to have balance in your life. And if that's all you're focusing on, it is you you may achieve your goals, but then you're missing out mm-hmm. on other very important aspects in your life. And so how you can be efficient and, and get your grind on and achieve what you need to achieve, but you need you need that downtime to replenish your battery. Absolutely. Some some people don't know how to do that and sometimes you gotta realize they're running from things. Mm. They don't wanna sleep. They don't wanna be where they are. So they use the work as an excuse. And some people who like, I'm grinding, I'm hustling, you know, um, I sleep and I'm dead. Da, da, da. What are y'all doing? Like, what are you working on this much? Like, what, like, what actually do you do? What are you hustling on where you sleep three, four hours? Like, right. what projects are you working on? I mean, if you're not like Beyonce, just dropping new music every 20 minutes and creating whole you know, shows for uh, Coachella and Netflix and stuff. Like, where are going to Everybody else. <laughs> and raising three kids. Oh, God. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. And she got a, she got a team. Oh, she, I'm sorry. She has departments. <laughs> she don't have a team. Mm-hmm. She has departments that mm-hmm. she is leading and, and grinding. Yep. Mm-hmm. But y'all on Instagram? I mean, is it? I don't know if you have if you have time to post that you're hustling I don't know if you're hustling that hard that's it I mean keep taking pictures of your fingertips on the keyboard like that's fine and you post that like you type it that's cute but you're so right cause let me tell you I'm going to sleep as soon as we get off this call Good night, everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get my five to six hours. That's usually the next move. That's all I need. Grinding. Do you guys have any other questions for Chastity before we go into our next set of questions? Oh, I have a quick question. Sure. So, um, how do you determine? the relevance of the content that you decide to write about. Because there's so many, like, people can write about so many nonsensical things. How do you decide, okay, this is relevant, and I, I like, I want to know this, Mm -hmm. and I think other people think this is relevant, too. Yeah. An incredible question. So I'm going to answer it, um, not hopefully not too much as a journalist, but um, more so as like a, uh, a content creator. Um, for me, it's just what are questions that I have 
and what hasn't been covered. So I'll give you guys uh, or you all a, a great example. A lot of the stories that I've written for Vine Care for October have focused on um, black people in beer and wine. And that's come from um, you know, me doing a little bit of research, but noticing that a lot of the stories were the same. And so um, first things first, I'm always going to do my best to give black women a platform in this mm. because yes. I do think that that's important, um, whether it's, you know, wine, spirits, beer. Um, so that's first and foremost for me. So doing just my due diligence and making sure that you know, what is the work that Black women are doing? Where are we leading the charge in this industry? Um, I do try not, I try not to follow the trend of, although I enjoy some of these national calendar days, like whiskey Day or like World <laughs> Day. I think those are fun. Um, but I also try to um, create content that if it is, um, you know, coming up, you know, June Juneteenth is coming up. How can I write about something that could be talked about still that's really, that might be, you know, a little bit related to Juneteenth, but still talk about the legacy of Black people and, you know, how we've made strides in um, this industry in September or October. So not just, like, looking for, you know, the Black History Month or the Women's History right. Month opportunities, but creating content that's going to be still relevant a year from now. So, you know, telling those stories where people can go and be like, oh, I'm inspired by, you know, what she's doing or what he's doing. Um, and just asking really just not strange questions, but questions that I haven't seen answered before. And so um, one of the pieces I recently wrote uh, was about Beer Wax. It's a Black-owned craft beer bar in Brooklyn. And I, you know, in my research, I was like, oh, yeah, a lot of people have written around, you know, the same thing. But I'm like, OK, what, a, why? And I, I get a lot of help from my editors. But like, why in particular is this a hip hop craft beer bar? What is the story? Behind? Uh -huh. And you know, I feel like that piece is going to be able to, you know, not only please the people I wrote about, um, but also just be long lasting to be able to back a year, two, three years from now. And be like, oh, I like in Brooklyn, I'm pulling up to Heights and I'm getting me a cold craft beer. Um, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, that does. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right. So, this part of our show, we ask you a bunch of fun questions about yourself and your taste and what you like. Sweet. And it's random, but not so rapid. Okay. New York or Chicago style pizza? Chicago style pizza because I am a product of Evanston, Illinois. And yes! Giordano's is Bay. So <laughs> just gonna say that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this next, next qu question. Next question everybody can answer if you have an answer. Name a celeb you would send a drink to. And what song will be playing either in your head or in the venue that you're at? And then what drink would you send? Mm. I did have to think about this a bit. Um, I would send Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union Wade. Um, I would send them Uncle Nearest nice. Neat. I don't know if they've had it, but I'd send it to okay. the Neat. Very nice. And I would, I would hope that um, Boss by the Carters. Ah. Uh. So 
Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's a spectacular answer. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Like, now a... we can't even answer. Like, how are we going to follow with that? Right, right, right. <laughs> go on to the next question. <laughs> on to the next question. <clears throat> or, oh, y'all were serious. Y'all don't have an answer. Y'all want me to move on. Well, I mean, okay. not a one answer. <laughs> <laughs> really serious. Only a uh, thank you, Chatsy, for making and us look so Right, she came all for real prepared. We all like, oh, I'm gonna send a gin and tonic to uh, that dude in the movie who played the role. He had the glasses on. Like, no, no, I'm not answering this. Okay, all right, we'll move on. Um, and everybody can answer this if you have an answer. Name someone on Instagram we all should be following. I'll let y'all go first. I'm still thinking on this one. Um, that I don't think y'all already follow. Um, I feel like all the people that I like really like and think other people should follow, like other people already follow. Like I love Chrissy Teigen, and so if you don't follow her, you absolutely should because she's <laughs> hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she posts pictures of her kids. I mean, they're absolutely adorable. And her and John's relationship, because we're on first name basis. Right. Um, <laughs> their, uh, like, their relationship is like super cool, super cute. And then, I mean, she cooks stuff. Yeah. So, like, oh. yeah. I love following her. Um, if you're a wine nerd, I think you should follow um, Drew Baker and the Old Westminster siblings. Um, they're, they're, very vibrant young winemakers and they're always doing something that's above the norm like did y'all just have a commercial on instagram did that just happen and they're always showing them (laughs) showing themselves in the field what they're doing what their next move is they're extremely all three of them extremely great on instagram so i think you should follow drew baker o westminster uh winery on instagram yeah aren't they isn't he planning a vineyard right now like they're planning yeah yes yeah, uh-huh. and then uh, they're also <clears throat> they're heavily involved in the natural wine. Wait, the natural wine festival. Um, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. Wait, is that it's June? That right, yeah. That's June, right? I yeah, like June like twenty second or twenty third. Yeah. And I feel like the entire DMV wine industry is gonna be there. I got my tickets. So I got mine. Um, I need to, wait. So that's the. I saw. I think I've seen <clears throat> that. And that maybe the weekend I need to come down and just experience that and meet all y'all in real life. So um, I'm definitely yes, yep. Mark calendar and do that for sure. You know that's the because um, I was looking at that because that's the same weekend as um, ComCon in oh, DC. Okay, uh, it's always uh, a conflict. Oh, this gonna be a late yeah. weekend there. Oh, a lot of wine happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> yeah, the summer solstice. Yes, it's on June twenty second. Yes, yeah, at Burn Hill Farm. I think it's from twelve to five. Um, I think the tickets are about a hundred dollars. But if you follow Julia Coney, she has a discount code on her website, and you can get it for a half price. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <clears throat> and they're like buses. If you want to pay a little more, they're like buses coming from all these points in D.C. So D.O. Wine Bar has a bus going, and some other wine bars and wine shops here are, um, they have buses going to the location for the fest. 
Well, good to know. Uh, that's good. Yeah. No DUIs. Right, yeah. right. I didn't listen. I, I, I was drive that far. So. I'm driving, yeah, so okay. it's it's not that deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, is Glenda still on? No, she's not. Oh, she was on a train. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. Then the train. Yes. Tanisha uh, and Leslie. Anybody we should follow on Instagram and Chastity. <sighs> Who should we follow on Instagram? Is there a writer yeah. that you like that's always like dropping knowledge or something? Um, I actually, so I, 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 now that I remember what I was thinking about this, she actually, I think she lives in Virginia. She's the kitchenista. Oh yeah, kitchenista. Um, yeah. In loving wine, mm-hmm. loving food is important too, and she just. The pictures that she takes, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I want to throw my shoe at my phone screen. I'm just like, <laughs> you're cooking so yes. well. And I remember the other day she had made some lamb dish. And I was just like, yo, that would be good with a lamb brusco mm. or a cab uh, salve. And it just like she retweeted. And I was like, now I want to like be your friend and like, let's, you know, you can read this <laughs> and we'll just come in you know eat and drink it'll be great yeah. um but yeah if you're following her she's a great follow and just tons of beautiful um it looks very delicious food yeah leslie what about you why do i feel like you're about to give like an educated answer like someone in business or marketing or something she about to tell us to follow like Brené brown or something follow oprah is what we I'm so horrible about this because this is what's going to happen. I'm going to hang up and go, damn, I should have said (laughs) I follow all the time. I think for like fun, lighthearted, who tells really silly jokes on Instagram is Tina Knowles. I don't know if you ever see her. She is a fun person to follow on Instagram and I like her uh, her little knock-knock joke that she tells. Yes, very cute. Very cute. Mm-hmm. do you have a person that you like to follow on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter? Either one. Oh, are we going to talk about really serious stuff? Um, there are some comedians that I follow. It's this one, him and his son. I think it's G, Honey, or something like that. They are hilarious. That's okay. neither here there. But on a serious note, I actually follow the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Oh. Um, oh, on Instagram. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I love Megan and Harry, so I follow everything they do. <laughs> That's my serious, but I have some comedians that I follow on social media. That I like. Outside of the wine, folks, I have to list all of them, but that's boring for right now. But. <laughs> Everybody ain't into it. And yeah, just because I follow right. them, that don't mean like I really like their content. I'm like, oh, that's the poor. Okay, Chastity, this is for you. What is your favorite summer shoe? Um, let's favorite summer shoe. I am a sneaker girl. I love being comfortable. Um, sandals are cute. Um, you know, peak toes are dope. But if you can give me a low top, uh, some low top uh, Chuck Taylors mm. that can go with uh, my jean jacket and my uh, skater dress, I am your girl for real. Love it. What you got a color in mind or just black? 
Um, I look, I've seen a lot of the white ones with the red trim lately. So those are the ones that are on my um, radar right now. But um, yeah, I also love Air Maxes. Um, but in the summertime, you want something that's breathable because you're doing a lot of walking. So Chuck mm-hmm. Taylors, although they're super flat, um, they're super stylish and comfortable too. Love it. So what was the last yeah. book you read or what are you reading? Currently, I am reading, I'm reading two books right now. One of them is called um, Ugly Girl, and I'm sitting in my bed, that's why I'm grab it. Um, but it's called Ugly Girl. It's a fictional book. Um, it's, it, it's interesting. It's about two girls who live in um, a trailer park, and they are best friends, and, um, you know, they go around, like, stealing cars and just doing really ratchet things. Um, so that's just a nice, lighthearted book. Um, but the last book I did read was Root Cause by Stephen Lang. Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of it right now. Yeah. A lot of people have been, uh, a lot of of us wine folks have probably been hit up by the publisher to read that one. Um, it was good. I thought it was a nice, cute, um, suspicious fiction. Yeah. The girl who was the wine flyer, um, the, the... uh, yeah, the wine fly maker or whatever her title was. I thought her job was cool. I was like, mm-hmm. if I can get paid to, you know, maybe not to solve a mystery like that, but to fly across <laughs> the and wine, uh, that would be cool. But yeah, those are the books that are in rotation for me right now. Awesome. You guys reading anything or are you chilling? Read? Well, if you like, <laughs> read an I'm a big audible person. Okay. Mm. Um, and so I am listening to Tapping Into Wealth. Mm. I don't know oh. if you've heard about that. And so it's basically uh, about addressing the fears and um, misconceptions you have about wealth mm-hmm. and what's blocking you. And the concept is kind of interesting because you when you start to have those issues or when you are thinking about money in a certain way that could sabotage your own wealth, they suggest that you tap on pressure points on your face. Like if you were to go to acupuncture and they would tap into your chi there, you just tap on those pressure points on your head and it helps you redirect you in your thought process and then you start thinking differently like oh this is a blocking issue here hmm. do that wow. which interesting. is, is mm-hmm. interesting because I mean I know that I grew up with money issues because my family just didn't talk about it it was just like you know don't go out here and act the fool and then we lose all our money so it was never the discussion of, you know, this is how you accumulate wealth or what have you. And so addressing some of those issues in your childhood that you don't realize that you have mm-hmm. um, helps you look at things differently financially. Wow. Excellent wow. recommendation. Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, 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 I would like to go back to... Um, <laughs> My Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, who was you? Did you say the person? Right, who? Did you say a person? It, it's it on me. 
Are we talking to No, Leslie I was talking to Leslie. Sorry. What did you just say? You kind of broke up a little bit, so we didn't hear the last part you said. So my my the person that I like following on Twitter is Soul Foodie. Soul Foodie. Oh, got it. Okay. And, okay. Um, yeah. Okay, Lynn, it's your turn. What book are you reading or um, what did you, what's the last book you read? Well, because of what I read every day that pays my full-time job, uh, Code of Federal Regulations and all those other technical documents, when I get home, I don't feel like reading a daggone thing. Yeah. So, therefore, um, I'm, <laughs> I need mindless stuff or stuff that really intrigues me in being the science geek that I am. I like Dan Brown and the last one of his books, I'm not talking just angels and demons and the other, but his book, Digital Fortress, hmm. was phenomenal for the science sci-fi geeks. If you like that kind of thing, Digital Fortress is what you need. So that was the last thing that I read, but I don't literally just pick up a book nowadays just for pleasure to mm. read because I read every day, all day, yeah. volumes of stuff. So I can understand yeah. that. I need to pick up more wine books to read. Mm. That's what I really need to do. <laughs> I feel like we're running out of wine books. Right, me too. I, I don't <laughs> it's know. like, what else are we going to do? Yeah, I don't know. Y'all got to write one. This is true. Yo, oh, listen to the it. teacher. Listen to the teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Hot to it. Yeah. Tanisha, what and are you write reading? Something like niche down, not like wine in general, but like something about a specific aspect of right. wine or yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Are you reading anything, That's Tanisha? For the day. Am I reading anything? I mean, not to sound ignorant, but like not right now. I'm like obsessed with podcasts. So, um, in my downtown, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So, not really reading anything right this moment. Gotcha. I'm learning by listening. So, <laughs> okay. Um, the book that I'm reading, um, when I was on um, the My Taught You retreat, we had a book exchange. So, everybody had to bring a book and everybody left with a book. So, I left with the Humans of New York book. So, it's a book oh. full of the quotes. Oh. Yeah. That's so Oh my gosh, it's so great. It's And you think that, oh, I'm just going to read a few pages today. But then I keep flipping. I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired. So I just keep going. It's really, really good. And it's hardback too. It's really nice. That's cool. Oh. Um, <laughs> That's pretty dope. Yeah, it is. Um, so, Chastity, is for you. Everybody answered this question last week. Well, Leslie, you can chime in if you like to. If an ice cream truck okay. pulled up right now, what would you get? Hands down, I've been eating this since I was a kid. The strawberry shortcake ice cream. Girl, listen. Yes. Tanisha, <laughs> you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> oh, we do. Like, that is literally my answer when she asked that. They were like, the what? I yeah. Strawberry no. shortcakes are bomb. It's just, I remember as a kid, my mom would buy, I think, like, she liked the chocolate eclair, I wasn't with that one, but like no. strawberry shortcake, uh, it just brings it word. Delicious. Yeah. Awesome. Chastity's the new homie. Thank you. Leslie, you have something? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, first of all, I'd like you to mute 
Tanisha first before I start with my explanation. Um, as a child, we were not allowed to go to the ice cream truck because at that time they were like putting stuff in the ice cream. And so my mother was like, this is crazy. I'll buy your own popsicles. What happened? <laughs> Anyhow, as an adult, I do not like ice cream. But if I was to go to the ice cream truck, I would get pop rocks. I wouldn't even get ice cream. Okay. I would get candy from the ice cream truck. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, Chastity, before we go, tell everybody where they can find your your blog or your newsletter and uh, where they can find you on social media. Sure. So, on Twitter and Instagram, I am Chastity S. Cooper. Um, You can find me there. uh, Winewithchaz.com. That's Chaz with an S. Um, and then if you want to like, if you're interested in any of my other writings outside of wine, chastitycooper.com. But, um, yeah, Wednesday at between three and five, uh, the newsletter drops every week. Um, and I try to sprinkle some new content about once or twice throughout the week. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping to get down to the DMV for summer solstice. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I can meet y'all in real life and drink some wine and get out the city for a little bit. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, and hashtag wine with Chaz. If you do that, you'll be able to get to me um, in one way or another. Awesome. So that's our show, cool. guys. Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite. Have a wonderful Sunday. Cheers. 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 Cheers.